1: What's up, everybody? Welcome once again to Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host Ben. Before we get started, follow us on Twitter at Blockbuster Cast, Instagram at Blockbuster Mentality. That's where you get all the updates on the show. No, Ben, we've been away a while, but uh, got some new episodes coming out weekly for you folks. Uh, today we have a great conversation with uh, actress Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Talk about her master's degree, her acting career, and also the film Hair. That's right. Milos Forman, Hair. Uh, She is just a delight. Had a blast talking with her. And uh, make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes. Leave those reviews. Leave those comments, uh, ratings, whatever you want to call them. I don't care. Just do it. It takes two seconds. Look down. Do it. But uh, here is me speaking with dd Dee Dee pfeiffer uh make sure you check out her show big sky she's promoting that for the second season um she just moved to new mexico to film the season so we talk about uh, her new her new place a little so uh you get to <laughs> get to hear about that again she's a delight so again here's here's me and dd Dee Dee pfeiffer talking about hair
0: Dude, I just traveled here with my 15 year old, my Rottweiler, my cat, and my cockatoo in a car to New Mexico to start the second season of, of Big Sky. So I'm a little.
1: Ah. I can I can imagine. I'm so sorry. I had to reschedule uh, a couple weeks ago, but glad we were able. I to...
0: Was that me? I thought I did.
1: No, it was me. So, but we can blame well, it on you. I'm, that's fine. You know,
0: the one that was yes for yesterday because I we didn't have. The Wi-Fi was really slow. I mean, look, I mean, this is very cute, but let me get. let me show you something. You see that dead thing up there?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, that's not me.
1: <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs>
0: I'm in a rental. It's very cute. So my son and I, you know, we had to get, like, another company to come in because I couldn't make a phone call. And Turk is like, well, you have all these interviews. I'm like, honey... There's like no Wi-Fi here, or it's so slow it's going backwards.
1: <laughs> so you, so you don't want just dead things hanging around your house. That's, that's no, not...
0: yeah, I can really do without the dead car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so, how how long will you be here? Is this more permanent? Is this?
0: No, we're well. We were in Canada the first season, and this season we're in New Mexico. So we started in New Mexico. We literally barely got like a half a day shot, and then we shut down for COVID.
1: Oh. Then sort this
0: in Canada because the states were behind. And then now Canada's behind. So now we're in, back in New Mexico. So this um, is for the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so you have to live with those decorations for a few months? Well,
0: so this place is only for a month. And okay. Then I'll be going to another place where I'm hoping there's no longer dead um, things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's like,
0: hope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll I'm see.
0: Fine, Benjamin, you know, but I'm to uh, tell you, I got the internet all hooked up for my son, who's 15, and that he's all about that. So, you know, he's good. Now it's mama's head. Now he's good. <laughs> I thought I would be fine once he was okay. And he told me basically, mom, you need to get like a hobby or something. Until <laughs> those starts.
1: <laughs> yeah. You need to, you need to do something, mom. I'm, I'm. is it yeah. just the one son you have or do you have I
0: two, but right before I left my, he, who just turned 19
1: Ooh. three
0: days before we, or a week before we left, he moved out. He thought, you know, he had two choices. He could stay there and move out or come to, come to New Mexico. And he was like, love you mom. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out. So,
1: yeah. He's, uh, you he must be a, a California boy then, huh?
0: Big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, it's, so I'm here. under like some weird and interesting, um, new journeys is what I, they all, you know what I mean? Just, uh, yeah, it's all new. I'm one of my children flew the nest and I had to get rid of my rental in LA and now we're in New Mexico and there's dead things above them uh, up there. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man! And, and so
0: it's all good.
1: Is the setting of the show changed, or is it just um, it's just the landscape and everything kind of looks yeah, similar?
0: They can shoot in New Mexico or Canada, and make it look like Montana. So that's oh,
1: that's good. Yeah, it must be. I, I wouldn't think New Mexico would be. I, I when I picture New Mexico, I picture deserty, not really foresty or anything. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know
0: you picture things like that
1: exactly exactly <laughs> i picture <laughs> that's exactly what i picture when i think new mexico or or i think uh i think uh blue meth because of uh breaking bad was took place in uh oh okay i never saw, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah well you're very <laughs> desert-y, but i guess there's like these mountainy areas um that i i believe well because they'd already lo- uh location scouted it before so they they have areas i guess that look like montana so we'll Soon find out. We'll see if Denise ever leaves the office, though, to, to see those mountains. Yeah. It's, uh,
1: Seriously. I <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> guess you, you could. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you're not outside, you can pretty much film your scenes anywhere, I guess. That could, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but,
0: they built Doolin Hoyt inside a warehouse in Canada. So when we left, they just boxed it up and brought it here to New Mexico. So it's in a studio here. So I basically, I only really film in the studio.
1: When uh, has filming started yet, or not yet?
0: No, I came early because okay. I made mean, my son, who's fifteen. Like I said, all that's right, a mental stage in itself. He, COVID, literally, you know, it's now under wraps. Now, like people are starting to come out into the world, and then I plucked my son here. So it was a lot for him to deal with, you know, and also I'm my sure. Mom. My, and my animals, so I came a month early to acclimate and to make sure that I was in an area that I felt comfortable going to work and leaving my son and Rottweiler, which is great. I mean, who's going to ask what that's with the Rottweiler,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think you're pretty safe there. Yeah, because I, I have three little ones, uh, little, uh, my oldest is 11, uh, 11-year-old boy. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. So yeah, I can't imagine uh, doing that uh, <laughs> with them. But it's funny you say 15. My parents actually moved me from Detroit to florida and i'm now currently in florida still when i was 15 so um i I can relate to your son in that regard that it's tough it's tough
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why everyone's like why are you going so early i said well i want to go it's it's funny because i thought we came early to acclimate him he's fine he's upstairs right now and he's got yeah we set him up for a hundred dollars more his faster internet here now than in LA. So he's like, woohoo, you know, yeah. I'm the one who's like falling apart, Benjamin. I'm the one who like he said, Mom, you need to go get a hobby. Right.
1: Or so we exactly.
0: need to relax. Well well,
1: well, yeah, well that kind of you know ties into what I kind of wanted to bring up. I mean obviously we're gonna get into to hair, uh the 1979 yeah. classic, which I'm excited to talk about. Uh but before we get into that, you know, you talked about you know finding a hobby and stuff I see here you you know you took a long break from acting, and I see you got your master's degree, um, if Wikipedia is correct. I don't know. So how did that come about?
0: Well, Benjamin, in college, you get docked a whole grade if you use Wikipedia as a reference, just FYI.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. That must be why I don't have a degree.
0: (laughs) That's why why I got docked an entire grade on my paper when the professor's like, don't you know? I said, clearly I don't know, dude. I've never been to college before. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Which is hence why it took me 10 years. That was never my plan was to take off for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years because I didn't know what I was doing from the get-go. Um, yeah, so I took off and um, wanted to help people on a, on a larger level than just doing all of the volunteer work that I was heavily involved with. And also, I think the industry at that point was kind of frustrating for me as a single mother raising two boys. And at the time, you know, being a woman, um, getting older in front of the cameras, you're kind of asked to grow old gracefully, but don't think you're going to be employed if you're showing wrinkles and your thin hair thinning and... You know, your grain and you've got a poochy tummy and all that menopause stuff. So it was, you know, there was this real dilemma on, you know, how does one um, deal with that aging from the camera? But I also just started looking at social welfare issues that were concerning to me on a personal level. So I went to school. Like I said, I thought I'd go get a degree. It would take a year or two. I had no idea what I was doing. I had so many prerequisites. I couldn't, I didn't even test as high as a third grader they're like wow i was like Dude, i graduated in 82 dinosaurs were still walking around there's no cell phones there was no computers thesis statement what the hell that you know um right. yeah no they tested me and i didn't understand why there was an x in the math equation you know three three times or three plus X equals 14. I'm like, that's a typo, right? They're like, yeah, no that's... algebra, ma'am. And I said, <laughs> huh? And they're like, Oh Lord. So I was in college <laughs> for a long time <laughs> just to like, get to the first degree, which is an AA and then the, my BA of psych. and And I had learning disabilities that were discovered along the way, the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Wow so you learn you learn stuff about yourself that you you didn't know so i mean and
0: i think it it makes me a bit a more well rounded a woman person, not only social worker, which is my master's is in, but also for my children, I immediately started looking at my children and I noticed they were struggling in different ways in school. And I went, Hey, wait a minute. They probably have the same thing that I do. And some of my nieces and nephews, and sure enough, we had them assessed and they have learning disabilities, you know, so which can really trip up a child in any developmental stage. If you can't keep up with the class and you don't know why, and the teacher's kind of hammering you and they're putting you in the hallway. Like they did my one son thinking he just wasn't paying attention. And that was not it. So um, anyways, once they're assessed and they accommodate those needs, which they did for me, I went from barely a C student to an A, honor student, You know, and my self-esteem, everything, at least for me, um, certainly went up and I think it helped my children. They knew, hey, you're not stupid, honey, no. You just learn differently than the rest of them. And once we accommodate for that, then you're off and running, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being different, right?
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. And so that's when uh, a social worker would step in is if the kid is definitely not learning something and they're, um, the teacher no. won't. Uh, but Yeah, why? walk I me through that. So,
0: well, my area of concentration is not children. My area of concentration is mental health. Okay. Uh, substance use and those experiencing homelessness but i will tell you though as a good social worker you do have to approach the situation of the child in a bi- biopsychosocial perspective and yeah. on a uh, on different levels of of, of of the lens you're using like if a child is behaving in a way that's you know for instance not in the spectrum of average i don't like to say normal because normal is subjective right? right but like there's something going on you do have to ask these questions. You do have to say, wait a minute, you know, has this child ever been tested for a learning disability? Is this child, you know, there's a lot of things other than, um, parental abuse, neglect, what have you, that can be going on with the child. And that goes for adults too. Yeah. Adults to when we're not, when trauma has never been addressed, you know, a trauma as an adult, if that's never been addressed at some point, diagnosed and treated, you're going to, you're going to drink, you're going to behave badly. You're going to, You're going to, you know, life is going to look different for you. And yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, No, that's, that's great because, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you, you've had to take a lot of uh, psychology classes and everything for this. I mean, and that. I don't know, that subject has always just fascinated me, you know, with uh you know, just how the mind works and you know.
0: human behavior, right? Yeah. And, and it's funny because when we approach somebody, we have a tendency to look at them in a linear way, kind of like in one way, of like, oh, well they're they're messed up, so it's gotta be like their childhood history. Now I'm not saying that that's not maybe not correct, but when you when I say biopsychosocial and, and I'd throw in spiritual, I'd throw in religion, I'd throw in culture. There's a lot of factors one has to look at when you're looking at Assessing somebody, right, for some kind of a treatment plan. And I also think you have to include that person in, in with that treatment plan, right? Sure. Include them so they're empowered and there's no hierarchy like I'm the doctor or I'm the social worker and you're down here. Hell no, we are on the same level. I'm here to help you help you, right? Yeah, no, Do definitely. That together, right? And that's exciting and less victim too. I'm like not victimized by, you know, the discovery through the assessment. It's more like, oh, okay,
1: yeah, the 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 inclusion is interesting. Yeah, because uh, my my uh, our son has autism. He's uh, nine. He has autism and he's nonverbal. Um, and we've you know sometimes we will, we'll talk about him in front of him, but then we'll realize like he's obviously he he knows what we're saying. It's just mm-hmm. he you know doesn't communicate it back to us. So it's like we kind of got to be careful there. You know, it's we could be hurting his feelings. We could be you know it's uh, it's it's amazing just how. You know, just because someone's not showing it, you know, they doesn't mean they're not going to be affected by it. If that makes sense, Um, it's It's just
0: perfect sense. Yeah, I was told early on when my children were very little, before they could speak, I was told by a child psychologist who happened to be principal in this pre-K, when you speak about your children when they're in the room, speak as if they understand you. Include them in the conversation, and 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 I used to do that all the time. And people are like, "Why are you including your?" 6 month old in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) I'm never going to dumb my child down and assume just because he can't talk to me, right, that he doesn't understand. I always make the assumption that they do understand. Also, my best friend, Carla Moluso, has a child who has fragile X. I'm sure you know what that is. It's kind of serious uh, on the spectrum. Right. And he doesn't speak uh, as... Um, that much. Right. So it was she and her husband made the same mistake talking as if he didn't understand and guess what? When he got older, he started checking them. You know, he started like saying things where she was like, wait a minute, he's he gets it. And I kept saying, Girl, he do not don't assume that boy doesn't get it. Yeah. So She's playing them like a fiddle. And I would say, hey, he knows exactly what's going on. You yep. know? So um it was a really um for all of us a learning experience yeah. To to uh, never make those assumptions just because someone can't communicate, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah that that yeah the whole yeah just fascinates me that whole psychology. I need to dig more into it. Maybe I'll get my master's in ten years. I don't know. We'll see.
0: (gasps) I can do it with two kids in tow and some rescued animals in tow, and and literally. (laughs) why <laughs> there's an X in the math equation and when they told me to write the paragraph they said here I guess it's called a prompt I didn't know they said here's a prompt uh write a short 300 word essay about this whatever it was right I can't remember what it was yeah. I wrote three pages I think there was two periods <laughs> the whole thing by hand and I was opinionated <laughs> I had opinions all over and I thought oh they're gonna think I'm just amazing and I'm so great and they were like wow she has not a clue how to right. write <laughs> You know and um, so when I actually went into uh well, you have to be in English one oh one, I think I was in two below that, okay, I, yeah, like literally were yeah, it was actually pretty <laughs> humbling because I was like what, and they were like, yeah honey you you do not know how to write nor grammar or you know. You don't just talk for, you know, a whole page and throw a period in there. That's right. not the proper way to write a paragraph.
1: <laughs> and you're like, well, you, you know what I was saying, all right? You know what I was saying, right.
0: well, so. Wasn't it interesting? And you're like, well, no, because all it was just one big, fat, run-on sentence that just didn't stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what emphasis to put on, you know, it's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah
0: I didn't know a lot of stuff. So um, there was a lot. Yeah, yeah. Life yeah a learning curve
1: for Miss Pfeiffer over here let me tell you but hey you 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 know you're back into the acting as well which is great um to see you back on screen because uh one one uh I have to mention this because I want to ask you about it uh falling down um you're in one of the most it's it's a a funny scene but at the same time intense scene um the uh with Michael Douglas and falling down Joel Schumacher film um and you're uh you work at a fast food restaurant and uh, you're being held up by Michael Douglas how uh, i know how the scene is but how was the set how how was it on set was it as intense as you you would think or was it more light
0: it's funny that you mention that because when um long story short and for people who heard my interviews I'm so sorry. If I apologize myself, but my story is my story. Yeah. <laughs> I, why I didn't make something else up. But um, I ran. I read for Joel Schumacher for a series of time called Malibu 2000. I didn't get it. This other actress called Drew Barrymore. She yeah. got it. That ha- that should happen to me all the time, by the way. It was always never... Patricia Arquette, you know, or you know, Drew, or just all these, you know, yeah, all these other people, uh, actresses. Although they are really, really good, so I have to give it yeah. to him. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, he said, you know, um, I gave the role to this other actress. But I really like you. So she, I'm going to give you a small role in this film I'm doing. And that was the wa- Sheila at the Whammy Burger. I had no idea that Michael Douglas was in it until my agent called and said, Oh my God, you just got the. He said, Yeah, he's going to give me this small role. And she goes, Honey, you're in a movie with a whole lot of heavy hitters. And I was like, <laughs> Oh. So he kind of said that he trusted that I would do something with it, which I thought was so flattering. So I, of course, scored her as. Um, this girl who thought she was all that in a bag of chips, Sheila, and she was way <laughs> above working at the Whammy Burger, and she thought she was Bonnie, and she was waiting for her Clyde to come in one day and save her from the Whammy Burger. So, of course, when Michael Douglas comes in, she's beside herself. Her, <laughs> her Clyde just walked in. So, when he pulled the gun out, she almost you know, has an orgasm, yeah. let alone everyone else hit the ground, but she's just like, you know. Um, right. I, I screamed in the scene. It said, it's the, in the scene, it, it was written, Oh, oh my God, he's got a gun. And the whole room hits the floor. But because I was playing her Bonnie, <laughs> waiting for her Clyde, I would, oh, and he's got a gun. And I almost went over the counter at him. And people and looked at me like, what the hell is this girl doing? <laughs> and the director started laughing. He loved it. But here's the problem and why it didn't last that part, that didn't last in the film, because literally a few weeks before that, the riots broke out. Oh. We filmed, I was waiting for my set call when I was watching on TV. All of what we saw and yeah. all the and the fires and um it was so sad. And I was waiting for my set call to go downtown. And by the way, I drove a Bronco at the time. And I was like, uh hello? Uh I drove a Bronco and we're what? And they're like, Oh, it'll be fine. So I was like, No, no, I you watched watch the news, what's going on? So yes, of <laughs> course they canceled the shoot. Uh weeks later we went down there and um it was sad. Things yeah,
1: were
0: they were still smoldering you know, smoke and the residue of the sadness as to what happened was still around. Our set was uh, surrounded by um, National Guard. And uh, so it was, and if you look at the the movie falling down, it's very much about what happened. So it was a very weird time to be doing that film. You know, um, but so like uh, Joel had mentioned, he had to cut out a a lot of stuff that had it been before the riots would have stayed in the film just because he had to be really careful because I'm sure, yeah, temperature. Of people in Los Angeles after the riots. So that
1: was yeah. crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah, that is, it's insane that, uh, yeah, you're filming this intense, you know, movie and then all, all that goes down. That's yeah, that's wow. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, definitely an iconic movie, iconic scene, that's for sure. And you're, you're part of it. You're part of it. um, No, obviously we'll get into the, the, you can uh, talk a little bit more about uh, Big Sky uh, after we talk about the movie. We're talking Hair, folks. The 1979 uh, musical directed by Milos Forman, just coming off of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, So first of all, Didi, why did you choose this film?
0: Um, from the moment I oops sorry. from the moment I saw her, I fell in love with it. I can't remember when I saw it. I just remember thinking there was so much in this film, and it was so entertaining. and I'll be honest with you. I don't like um, okay, that's not nice. I'm not a, I don't go out of my way to watch musicals, you know? Right. Um, but I don't know who I watched was probably some my ex-boyfriend. You know, I always did whatever they wanted. And I am going, this film is so fun. And at the end, I just cried and it broke my heart. There was just so much to this film. And even though it's dated, I got to tell you throughout the years, if I want my go-to would have to be that film because it has so much in it. Um, and I love that it's stated because I was born in 1964. Although I was a little kid, I still remember like, you know, that look cause my older sister Michelle looked like that, you know and I wanted to look like her and I did not. I was um, a little overweight you know, then. So <laughs> Kip Huggerson <laughs> crop top said uh, that the hair down the middle, wasn't a sexy look for me, but I cram my butt in him anyways. And <laughs> all think seventies, whatever. But anyway, I just love treat Williams and Every single yeah. time in that movie. I love that. It's two worlds kind of clashing.
1: Right.
0: Me of now, but the difference is, is that I feel there's nothing wrong with being different. Right. Right. Yeah. Two different worlds, like real, really uptight and, you know, the way you're supposed to be and then this really loosey-goosey, no boundaries. But I think each group of people can learn from the other. And I think that's kind of a beautiful thing in life is those uptight ones who do everything perfect by the book can learn how to let their hair down a little. And those who are like, hey, man, the rules, man, life is like... Right. (laughs) Learn what it means to maybe be a little responsible every once in a while, right? So I think I love that... um, That there's that gray area in between, which I like to use the M word, being moderate. You know, and you can, I'm a big try to be a moderate person in life in general. And sometimes I swing one way and sometimes I swing the other way. But I love when I can learn from other people. And I think hair kind of embraces that. And I'm sorry, Treat William is just so sexy. I am so sorry okay he, yeah
1: he <laughs> he he, oh, was actually in that
0: movie.
1: he gave the film its name hair i mean i, I don't know if that was his real hair because he ends up cutting it you know at the end oh. but uh but yeah it's uh you know he's gorgeous i'll even say it you I, know he's <laughs>
0: he on that table and i was like oh! I, I felt like like tom jones somebody tom jones i want to throw my underwear at the tv <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially I totally, people are like, why is she throwing underwear at, at their TV?
1: <laughs> no, and I we love it. I little
0: thing in the bottom saying, back in the day when Tom Jones used to have concerts, women to throw their underwear up on stage.
1: <laughs> uh, especially, yeah, when he's, he jumps on the table, he's, you know, naming every body part um, there is. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, it's going to get you, that's for sure.
0: That's I'm sorry, that's hot, that's hot. Yeah, yeah. he's playing at the end when he's singing and he's. Oh, like that! Oh, I get chilled up into my body.
1: <laughs> I this uh, I gotta tell you, Didi, This is my first, uh, my first watch. I, I had never seen the film uh, before until preparing for the show. Um, so, thank you. I always like seeing another, you know, more movies under my belt. Um, and I, I love Miloš Forman. Like I said, this is coming off of uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Right before Amadeus.
0: My favorites. I gotta tell you, had a, had I not picked *Hair*. I would have picked that film because that one just blows my mind.
1: Blows. Yeah. Which which one, Cuckoo's Nest or Amadeus?
0: Uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, Although, oh okay, that, yeah, I, yeah. I love Amadeus. Now you reminded me. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot, yeah. I could go on, but Cuckoo's Nest and Hair, they're right up there for me. Yeah. And they're different. That's what I kind of like about them, too
1: yeah and like you said i mean this this is definitely yeah it's it's fun it's it's but it, yeah it is it's also tragic yeah you're gonna you're gonna cry you're gonna laugh it's it's got it all and i'm i'm not a a musical guy uh that's for sure like like you were you know kind of alluding to but you're like that's mean and i all i could think of was uh grease too is that what she was thinking oh, of um but
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, oh yes and of course grease too well yeah yeah I, I mean yeah. That's- my favorite music oh, i forgot oh, that's right dude i can't remember this story i'm lucky that i made this interview right
1: now no it's it's funny that that's why i thought you said oh no that's mean i don't want to say that because I, I was there that,
0: general because i know a lot of actors love them, yeah. and, they use them and people adore musicals i just oh god i'm just oh yeah you're gonna go oh, tell my sister right okay
1: yeah 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 <laughs> no and, uh
0: from my mouth <laughs> I just often pl- chew on my own shoe it, uh,
1: yeah. I'll just pl- I'll just play 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 the recording of you saying you know whatever so <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, but, but it's so like I said it's my first watch so but my uh, first um, hearing of age of Aquarius was from 40 year old virgin uh, it's at the end of that movie yeah, and yeah. it's that, it's uh, song,
0: you just mentioned it and I got chills up and down it, my body.
1: It, it's such a unique way to kind of bring you into this film you know it's kind of it, it it lets you know that you're you're in for something like it's not your because at first you know he is um uh what's his name savage not savage am i thinking yes uh do oh, from deer yeah. hunter um, um. John-, John Savage. Thank you. Um, he, uh, His dad, you know, sends him off on the bus and he's going to New York and, you know, there's nothing, you know, everything seems like just a normal movie. And then, yeah, he goes into Central Park or whatever it was. And then, yeah, you get this <laughs> this people riding on horses and dressed uh, uh, very flamboyantly. And you get this song and it's it's such a unique way to enter the film, which I know, you know, obviously this is from a play. You know, it's not. Did you know much about the play at all or?
0: No, I didn't even know what to play. I'm pretty
1: sure
0: I'm not not like most actors who are really savvy or educated. I'm kind of just, I just kind (laughs) of. I just go the indicated action.
1: Uh, <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. I, it, it's, I'm you know,
0: learning from you, actually.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. You know, I'm teaching the one with the master's degree. So, um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a great way to to, to start it. But you were um, saying, you know, things about you know responsibility and everything, and one. Uh, the one song that really hit me uh, was uh, th- what's it called? Easy to be hard. Um,
0: yeah. Okay, I got chills again. The gal with her, I think it was son or daughter, standing there. Do you know that? Every time I watch it, I rewind it like five times. Just <laughs> I.
1: Same- I don't blame it, you. Yeah.
0: It, it makes it produces every bit of chemical reaction in my brain from dopamine, serotonin, even a little cortisol. Just like everything explodes in my brain down to every central nervous system in my body. When I watch her sing that yeah. and to this day, whenever I hear the song, I go right back to that scene in the movie. And I like my toes right now are even like tingling. Yeah. Is, how often does a scene in a movie do that to you? Right. Yeah. Didn't that didn't that blow you away. I would not yeah. tell you about that scene. If you hadn't seen it, I never oh. tell anybody cause I want them to uh, discover it. Like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah because it's so it's so heartbreaking because I was just thinking like you know you have this hippie lifestyle that they're you know happy go lucky do what they want they're free um, but you, you realize there's this guy that has this responsibility he left his, you know uh, people who haven't seen the movie they know the show they know that uh, we, we give things away so they know to not listen until they watch the movie but uh, um, uh, you know you have this guy who has this kid with this other woman and you know he just left her behind you know it's like you, you still have response yes it's good to be free and, and loving and, and caring but look what you're you know leaving behind look what you're doing to your son your you know uh, baby mama um, I guess you could call her you know um uh, it's uh, yeah it was it was powerful you know seeing you know,
0: what' it, I like to call that scene loaded
1: it's, yeah
0: it's loaded with so much it's almost hard to describe that scene right because you, definitely you don't watch that scene I think you experience that scene.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. Yeah. You just, I, and I, yeah, I love that about, uh you know, movies is you, you, sometimes you can't really put words to it. It's just you, you feel it. You just, you know, you don't really, mm-hmm. um it's hard to explain. Like when I see like a beautiful shot in a movie, it's like there's no words or anything I can describe it. I saw the Grand Canyon once. There's not really words to describe it. <laughs> it's just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm comparing hair to the Grand Canyon. There you go, yeah, folks. Yeah.
0: I was about to say a fungi, but yeah, why
1: <laughs> <laughs> that so, too?
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that in there because I don't know why. Because <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day, it's a great thing too. Or fun, the wonderful world of mushrooms or something. My son brought it up, tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So, yeah, that too, that too, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, and, you know, it's obviously got the backdrop of, of the Vietnam war. Uh, that's where it takes yeah. place. Cause John Savage, Claude is the character. He's going, uh, to the Vietnam war. He befriends these hippies and, uh, you know, it's, uh, and that's where they, <laughs> that's where, you know, they run into Beverly, uh, D'Angelo, Sheila in the movie. Oh, yeah. And um...
0: don't you also think that I just used to remind me of something. I think the film also represents what I always try to tell my boys and my friends and myself. You never know where your day is going to go. You never know what can literally happen. That changes the trajectory of your day and your life. And that's what this guy, if had he not gone to the park that day, None of that would have happened, correct? And his life would be in some up. it would be a whole nother story play or what have you, movie. But the fact that he went there and met all these people and I would say to my sons, and I have to remind myself, like that happened today, honestly. I had a really rough day today, just rough. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this interview. I don't want to do this interview. I don't wanna... Not that I didn't want to do your interview. I just was being yeah. a baby. And I was just like, you know, and I thought, just, you know, sh- shut up and just do it. And now I'm here. And this, doing this interview with you has changed my day, right? And I would not have known that had I not got online and stopped being a big baby and and said, (laughs) Hey, Benjamin, I'm here. Just like when he went to that park that day and he met babies, he could have judged them and ran away, but he didn't. He found them curious and interesting.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And
0: And look where his life went and what all that stuff, right?
1: absolutely i love that because yeah like you said yeah it's the the little things that can change something it's uh it's because he could have he was walking away you know because they they asked for money and he was like nah so he's like he's totally just walking away from them but he's still still intrigued and then he's like all right i'll I'll toss you something and he tosses like a quarter or something and you know it just that that little tiny moment of he could have, you know, he he was like in the middle of walking one way, but he he walked to the other, and it's uh yeah, th- totally uh life changing, uh, just like your appearance on the show for you is going to be life changing because you decided right. to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so. it. Say one thing, my the rest of my day night here is going to be better having just just slap myself on the side of the head and say stop it, just go through the interview <laughs> and stop, <laughs> just stop because I just was so busy being in my. You said yeah. really excited. had some, you
1: know, right? Just, you know, <laughs> I have the I have those too, where I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this, but I all right, let me just do it, and then I feel better. I'm so glad I did it, and yeah. you know,
0: and so we, it, a few times since I've been here in New Mexico when we're filming, it's like I've made myself do things. I normally I'm just like not feeling it, and I, I swear to God, it's always been um, a good thing, you know. Yeah changing the direction of the rest of my day and that's that's never a bad thing
1: right definitely definitely and uh yeah i mean in in this case it uh it kind of it, it potentially saves uh claude's life um because yeah he doesn't end up having to go uh to vietnam uh, by crazy uh, coincidence uh, by what you know with the whole him switching places with with burger at the end that was insane um
0: and yeah it's also like friendships, and look what he did for him. Yeah. Look for the sake of love. He uh, he did that for, right? He did, Burger did that because not only was a good friend, but he also did it for love, you know, which was, I think, a lot of what the hippies were talking about, which was love, right? It's not about love, what it's about. What is it about?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: that's what he was i don't know what do you think don't you think that's kind of what he was
1: doing yeah definitely because uh earlier on uh in the film um john's savage claude i go back and forth between actor and character name um claude he says something about you know i'm going over there for you and he he barely knows them at that point i'm going over there for you and um uh uh, lafayette i think is the character's name is um he says don't 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 be doing it for me like you know you don't even know me you know at that point you know so but he's like got this mentality of you know I'm I'm doing it for other people mm-hmm. whereas yeah they formed a relationship Berger and claude did and uh burger yeah he he did it out of love he you know he's like all right well I can't get you out of here I'm going to switch places with you yeah. um and you know obviously what happens happens which is just you know it's totally you know dramatic and uh, for for the plot i mean i don't think this would ever happen <laughs> in in real life but we got to suspend our disbelief you know because i, I am I, just picturing him being dropped off at vietnam and like he wasn't even trained for war so like <laughs> what does he what does he do when he when he lands and he's there with his with his weapon he doesn't even know how to use but that's just my brain going weird places yeah. Uh, yeah. With it, so. <laughs>
0: Exactly. The powerful scene when he's loading up with all the other soldiers in the in the aircraft. That that again I can just I can still that will be ingrained in my brain forever. That scene.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah, you got yeah, John Savage uh racing after him, trying to catch up to that plane and yet yeah, takes off before he can do it. But yeah, like like what you brought up about, yeah, he did it he did it for love, you know. It's uh burger, he kinda seemed like a wild card, like a selfish character, but uh, he showed his true colors you know in that that's moment so
0: interesting is that that's almost like our narrative about him being selfish and yet at the end of the day he did one of the most selfless things you right. could do for another human being right all the name of love because he knew that that you know that he had to do something to help his friend and, and you know and they love each other and all that and he yeah. could actually have left and died which right and never having been with that girl who you know he loved so um it's just beautiful yeah beautiful
1: yeah absolutely um and there's even you know there's there's uh like i said there's definitely humor in this movie too like like we said with the dancing on the table then breaking into that party i like i like how they even discover who sheila is by he's like taking a piss like in the morning and onto this newspaper and it's (laughs) sheila's face on it it's like hey look at this yeah (laughs) that's uh
0: film i watch watched it i don't know how many times each time i watch it i see something else yeah um so you i kind of discover something new every time i watch it so it's it's almost i just love it yeah All right.
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely looking forward to to watching it more and uh yeah i'm, I'm glad you you introduced me to this because uh yeah it's it, it, it's uh great and i love yeah when movies do that you, you the great movies do do that is when you watch them as many times as you want you know as many times as you do it yeah you can get something new out of it you can get you know it's just crazy I, I watched Shawshank Redemption like hundreds of times and I still like get get things out of it <laughs> today um it's it's insane when uh when a movie can do that um but yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think yeah, the, the cast is just great. It's just beautifully directed by Milo Forman. It's uh, totally yeah. It's, uh, he directs so many different you know kinds of movies like like we said, Cuckoo's Nest, Amadeus. This uh, you did Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey, the Andy Kaufman movie, um, uh, Larry Flint movie. He did. Um, he he's just he's just all over the place with his <laughs> filmography. It's crazy. Um, have you ever have you ever had a chance to meet Milo Schwarman?
0: No, no. No. No.
1: Anyone in this movie have you met? Have you met Treat Williams or John Savage or Beverly D'Angelo?
0: No, I didn't mean, I've never met anybody. My my sister did a movie with um Treat a long time ago, but I never got to meet him because it wasn't in Los Angeles. Um but of course the minute I found out, you know, it was him, I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> 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 She's just like yeah, he also does other things. I'm like no, oh, you don't understand. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. She <laughs> can agree with you know with the lead from Hair. I mean, I mean that doesn't you know yeah. She worked with Pacino and a bunch of other ones. I'm like no, you don't understand. Yeah. Really just, like, it's <laughs>
1: Treat Williams. Al, who's Al Pacino? It's Treat yeah, Williams. Yeah. Come on. I was,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so so great um but uh but yeah i mean it's like i said great great cast everything and speaking of you know you're talking about uh actors and do you do you, do you get starstruck ever still i mean obviously with treat williams you do are you
0: um, i have in the past yeah I had jack nicholson i choked on an apple and that's <laughs> i have an issue with drinking and eating things around people who I think are awesome so yeah. that embarrassed me of course he thought I was dying and I, th- I wanted to die at that moment and then when I met Sting I took a gulp of water and he I choked when I was trying to talk to him oh, uh, man. so I just now just try not to meet anybody that I admire because I make a complete ass of myself so it's probably best I just admire from afar and certainly don't have food or water around me when I meet them because it's just not going to work out so well. I might die the next time.
1: Yeah so, so so in your case it's don't meet your heroes because you'll embarrass Yourself, not don't mean yeah. heroes because they'll disappoint but you. I, it's
0: <laughs> yeah, the people that I just yeah, I do admire people, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I love the um, uh, also along the lines of uh, comedy in this movie, the uh, uh, they're going through, I think it's when Claude's first getting into boot camp, uh, they start singing, um and the guys like looking at the naked guys start singing and they're like moving their feet and they're like all choreographed moving their feet and stuff I think it's like called black guys white guys or something black boys white boys
0: (laughs) oh my god
1: I was just like what is going on right now like what (laughs) it was
0: (laughs) yeah 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 and who was it that she sings the song and it's oh my god what's her name ah she was huge back I think
1: the 90s Oh, Nell Carter
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
0: Tears that song up. Tears that song up. Yeah. That was so fun. Like I, 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 I forgot about that song, but yeah.
1: I got that info from Wikipedia. Sorry. So we. it might not be Nell Carter. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh no it's uh it, it's yeah like it like we said you know it's 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 tragic it's funny it's entertaining it's 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 all of the above uh was there was there anything else uh about the movie you wanted to mention any scenes we we forgot
0: um i i actually love that scene um give me a lock of hair long beautiful hair
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> and i probably think it's because i've always had a really Awful head of hair, like um, I always have to put hair extensions in, and you know, we're, it's just I've just like if if any at all out there have is- hair issues, I love that scene. I don't know why most people probably watch watch the movie and don't even notice it, but for me, I'm just like I love that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, the mo- <laughs> and the movie
0: song, I, yeah, I yeah,
1: yeah. The I mean, the movie is called Hair, so you know, yeah, yeah. And, and it,
0: it's ironic that I love the movie that I love the most is Hair, and I have issues with hair. So. <laughs>
1: Well, because that the, I mean, yeah, the movie's called Hair and then there's that hair song, which is kind of like a, a liberating song, kind of a a hippie song. You know, basically them, you know, yeah, they're singing about hair, but it's about being free with their hair and, you know, yeah. being able to express themselves in that hippie lifestyle. And, you know, that's that's kind of what what their uh, mantra is that the word i don't know their, their, their kind of uh, yeah. thing is is that well, what
0: uh I love about it is like i said it's it's clearly a dated movie but honestly you can watch it you know
1: mm.
0: even now in the millennium and appreciate it because it's a movie that goes beyond that it's dated i mean it's fun to watch that it's because it's dated but it also is um i think very um it could be today
1: yeah no definitely yeah it it, it definitely could yeah it's uh yeah like it's got dated things in it but move around a couple things and i think yeah Mm -hmm. i think you could definitely you could definitely do it and it uh
0: bell bottoms i'm a big bell bottom fan so i love the the, the wardrobe in it yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) definitely uh good there um that's what I was going to mention. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, um, not, not wardrobe, but, uh, when, when Treat first, uh, goes to, uh, Sheila's house, um, to like stop the car He's with her brother, like, in, like he stops the car and like has, has him get out and he like crawls underneath and the, like, kid doesn't see him it's just like well, yeah you would be totally nowadays anyways you would be totally just bugged out by this like this is not <laughs> yeah. happening this guy's gonna kill me like what, what is this uh, but
0: <laughs> it's interesting when you think of the time where that was not looked or frowned upon as anything negative where now like you said that would yeah. be I mean, boundaries. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be like, is there a, a camera around a film us? Because, you know, it just, yeah, it, it's interesting <laughs> the time, you know, and the things that they got away with back then, which were absolutely considered, I don't know, normal is it, but certainly not criminal or spooky or. Right. Um, now we're like, whoa, whoa, what's that guy doing, right?
1: Yeah, That's yeah, back, yeah, back then it was just like, yeah, teenagers being teenagers, or <laughs> I don't know, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And
0: time, <laughs> we're well, now we're just so damn cynical, and, <laughs> and we we look at everything like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why are you moving that like like that? What? I have my cell
0: phone. I will film this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't do anything stupid. I got a phone. (laughs) But but it's just great. It's Treat Williams' charisma and you know just his swagger in that in that scene. I mean the whole movie really is just you know it's 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 yeah something to uh,
0: charming too. Yeah,
1: charming. Yeah,
0: swagger. He's um, incredibly sexy. Um, Yep cool is that he does push those boundaries in the in in the show but it has to do with the time but also i think it has a lot to do with the way treat played the role and of course the direction do you know what i mean yeah it, he was so non-offensive i would have to say because he did did push boundaries in the movie but that but it was it was absolutely like okay you wanted him to you know yeah I mean? I wanted him to keep pushing him because I love the effect on the people who were really st- stiff and rigid. How they were so taken back by his like, "Oh, is this a boundary? Whoops, right over it!" You know, <laughs> exactly. They were like, what what, what you know? They were just completely fabregassed, by this guy's like, you know, um, not knowing, he, but he knew what he was doing. That you Ex- know, he wasn't he wasn't stupid. He knew he was messing with their boundaries and I, Exa- I playing with them. You know, playing with yeah.
1: It, Yeah, because I love love that moment when uh, they're at the dinner or lunch, whatever it is at the rich people's house. Um, And uh, the guy's like threatening him. He's like, he's like, let me just say one thing. And the guy like says, if you say one more thing, blah, 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 blah. He says okay and then he just continues on talking (laughs) it's just he's got that yeah like that charisma that charm to him it's so great um and uh even like you said we 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 kind of want him to do those things and er, we we don't quite trust him yet when they're in jail after that party and uh, he says no let me go because i'll get the 50 dollars for us all and you don't know if we should trust him yet at that point but
0: (laughs) It's true, yeah. You were it, there was a little moment where this is a little fishy, and is this guy going to end up being sketchy or not? Yeah, there was. Yeah, movies. you know, you he, you do hold your breath, like, oh wait a minute, is this movie about to take a turn?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah you can be that uh, that kind of wild card, but you can also be a good guy. You know, it's it's yeah. it doesn't That's mean
0: the, yeah that, yeah. At any moment, he could turn bad, and then the movie turns, but he doesn't. But he pushes. But he goes up against it. He. He goes up against that and then, you know, counters and goes the other direction. So it's fun. It's
1: exactly. Fun. Yeah. yeah. And even had the uh, had to uh, put his tail between his legs and go to his parents finally to to get the money. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep, his
1: yep, his, yep. his mom finally gives in, you know, and mm-hmm. gives him the money. So, and two fifty, and you know, nineteen. I think this movie takes place in sixty eight. Two fifty in sixty eight. I mean, that's uh, that's that's a chunk, good chunk of change there. So, oh,
0: yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, it's uh, it's he's essentially the hero of the film at the end, you know. I mean John Unlikely Savage. Hero. Unlikely hero, exactly. Almost yeah. almost anti hero for a while, but yeah. ends up being I would say a, you're, I
0: think you're right. I would say anti hero. Yeah. I always love that when that happens because those are the things in life that are exciting. Yeah um that when you just don't see it coming and you go oh whoa no and then you're like let's sacrifice him and then they do
1: <laughs> right <laughs> exactly it's like what
0: the bigger thing of love and all those things right that make us human
1: yeah yeah absolutely it's uh yeah it's uh it's it, that's it's just you know it's it's i love the the storytelling of it you know it's just yeah it's brings out the the human in us and and I love you know even though it's a tr- tragic uh ending in a way but it still ends kind of on a hopeful song with that let the sun shine in uh which is also in 40-year-old virgin at the end um but uh, <laughs> but I heard it in this now so I know where it comes from um but yeah, yeah it's, it's Yeah I know
0: where it comes from
1: there it, you go. <laughs> it's uh yeah such a kind of hopeful song uh at the end and it's it leaves you even though it was sad, it leaves you on that high note. So yeah. beautiful, beautiful stuff from uh, Milos Forman, the cast, everything. Thank you so much for allowing me to see this and wow, talk about it. welcome. Thank <laughs> you for reminding
0: me of how <laughs> fond I am of that film. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love talking about that film. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Um, what, uh, what can people expect uh, season two of uh, Big Sky?
0: Well, Benjamin, that's a damn good question. I'm always the last to know anything in the Pfeiffer family, let alone um, on this <laughs> in this series. I mean, this is a funny joke. I really, I'm always the last to know. Um, I heard that we probably will go a little deeper into some of the uh, primary or primary or not primary, the um, principal characters a little bit a little bit richer into them. Like right, because I think the first season it was a lot of you know just some. Um, amazing guest stars coming in and shaking shit up and then we kill them or they kill each other or whatever right (laughs) or they go to jail (laughs) Um, so I'm sure we're going to still have a lot of that, a ton of cliffhangers and I did hear a rumor that we're going to go a little deeper into the main character. So I don't know what that means for Denise. Let's see if she ever leaves Doolin Hoyt. I don't know. Uh, maybe she's got a room in the back. I, maybe she's got, I don't know. She's got a five-story house with a ton of rescued animals. Um, yes, I don't maybe. Know. We don't know what's up with Denise. <laughs> maybe this season we'll find out, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I'm excited
0: uh, to, to find out myself. I generally find out when I get the script, which is two weeks before we film
1: well there you go so yeah. you'll know you'll know soon you will know soon yeah. learn learn your lines memorize them good so um can uh you got anything else you're working on that you wanted to speak about and where can people find you on social media where to, well, to well, give us I'm the rundown sanity yeah Good, good luck with that. Good luck with that.
0: Like I said, it's a constant job. Um, it never really stops. Um, yeah. Let's see. I only I only do Instagram because I can barely do that. I only started <laughs> with social media because my sons never allowed me to do it anyways. But when I got the show, I had to do something. So um, we chose Instagram because it was the nicer of all of them, the Twitter and Facebook. And I'm not quite sure what's going on. I don't do any of those. So I don't really know. So I, I'm a DD Pfeiffer official. And you'll see a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of videos of my son's cockatoo, Pandora. She's hysterical. And I, I rescued Rottweiler. I rescued cats. And when I was in Canada last year doing the first season, I, I was by myself. I didn't have my animals or my kids with me. So I, there's a lot of videos of, of Canadian seagulls and, yeah. and, and and birds on the balcony that I gave names and personalities to. And I mean, I had to do something. I was COVID. I was going crazy yeah um, so you my instagram very fluffy and fun and harmless and uh it's what I, we need yeah I post it's what we need like you kind of smile or go oh you know that's yeah right. oh and stuff about the show as well of course
1: <laughs> well naturally naturally we got to know you know when the episodes come out and all that so yeah definitely um but uh dd pfeiffer you were an absolute treat uh delight um you you're great so thank you so much for doing this
0: Thank you, Ben. You are too, and thank you for making my day. (laughs) It's
1: what we do here. It's what we do here at Blockbuster Mentality. You know, we just uh, we're kind of therapists for uh, for (laughs) actors and actresses and filmmakers. (laughs) You know, we just we're 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 giving back. You know, to please (laughs) (laughs) exactly. I
0: love it.
1: There you have it, folks. DD Pfeiffer talking about hair. Make sure you check out Big Sky, the first season, and uh, stay tuned for that second season. Uh, but, uh, again, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at BlockbusterCast. Instagram at Blockbuster BlockbusterMentality. That's where you get all the updates on the show. Rate, review us on iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, but that is it for me, folks. For Dee, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.